guys, I'm Desin Hakias, I'm the host of Healing with Aloha podcast, and I'm super excited for you guys to meet Hawaii's own Malika Dudley. Uh, she started her own podcast, and I'm going to have her come on here to share why she decided to launch her own podcast because you guys can find her she's a meteorologist and you can find her on the tv here in hawaii Um, but i i i'm looking forward to it because you know i'm a mom she's a mom um she lives in maui hi hello hello um she's on the island of maui which is my second favorite island um i'm on the island of Kauai. Um, but yeah so she she lives where i used to live and i absolutely love that place but i'm happy because she's going to be sharing a lot about communication and the studies that um there's actual strategy like factual stuff that people studied about communication and she's coming on here to to share about it but um I just wanted to share a little bit before her, I add her on. You know, there's some people, um, you watch them, you you read about them, you see them, and she has just, she has a genuine heart. Um, she has a lot of aloha, she's authentic, she's real, she's not trying to impress you, she's just trying to be as vulnerable as she can as a woman, as a wife, as a mother. Um, she just desires to see people win. Um, she doesn't want people to ever feel insecure about who they are, where they came from, and what they're going through. And she, she continuously gives back to the community. Um, and, you know, she shares about how she went back to college, you know, to, to get her um, graduate degree. And the reality is life happens and you just go with the flow. You know, you have intentions of going this direction and things happen and you just switch it around. And um, that's what I appreciate about her is like her flexibility, her resilience, her humility, and also her boldness. Um, as women, we need other women that um, empower us to be the best version of us. And so with further ado, guys, I want you guys to meet Malika. meet you I was, I was reading up on you and i was cracking up because um you're a foodie and um you're saying um, the thing that you you can eat the football players under the table i was like oh my god that is so me it's like no shame no shame <laughs> no shame um, so, Malika, I kind of bragged a little bit about you, but can you share with people a little bit about yourself? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I'm 39 years now, so that there, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do the, the short version. <laughs> uh, is on the island of Hawaii. I'm a Hamakua girl, Kapa'iko, Ole school from kindergarten to eighth grade. Used to be a plantation town, and so know all different ethnicities I was probably one of the only like white kids oh right you're like I'm probably some Hawaiian (laughs) uh 
Um, so, you know, I dealt a little bit with some bullying. Again, you know, that kind of stuff growing up. Went so high. I applied to all these Ivy League schools because um, valedictorian and every, you know, like I hard, um, but I kept getting rejected. Oh, wow. Tough at the time, and I remember Ma is like, because they, um, they homecoming something. I don't know what it was, but wasn't there. But, <laughs> um, to let the school feel like Malika, I don't know why, but the Instagram is cutting up your volume. I know why. Um, is that better if I... Yes, that's better. Okay. Okay. Um, and so she, so she asked me to apply for UH, and I kind of reluctantly did so. <laughs> I had... It was the day before the deadline. Oh, my gosh. That's stressful. Yeah. Yep. And I got in, and I got that letter before I got all the other rejection letters. So I kind of just like threw it in a pile. And um, I got the Regent Scholarship, which is a big deal in Hawaii. The only 20 kids in the entire get it full ride. Um, but it was like so bittersweet because I really thought that I was going to be going to Stanford or, you know, one of these other schools. Ivy like, colleges, yeah. Yeah, it was a really humbling process and it costs money. Like it's very expensive to apply. It's like 300 at the time it was $300, you know, for some of these schools. And so wow. it, my parents, you know, are not, they're both, um, they used to work at UH Hilo, um, but they're not like rich, you know, and I had three other siblings coming. And so I just felt really guilty about, there were a lot of feelings. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah, mixed feelings. <laughs> Yeah, and I ended up going to UH. And when I look back, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me was staying home. Yeah. And it was still culture shock, you know, going from like small plantations. So did you go to Hilo High? I did. So so I my dad, um my dad passed away, but he's from Hilo. Oh wow. Did he yeah. go to Hilo High? Um no he he Wack, moved yeah. to Kauai um, when he was, I think, 14. And then he met my mom. My mom's from Oahu. And then um, they graduated Kauai High. But um, I, I grew up going to Hilo. So, like, Cold Pond and yeah. Queensbat, I've been there. So, yeah. I, I, I get it. But so, it's still a culture shock because it's a big campus from Hilo High. Well, and just the city. I mean, I, don't, I know it doesn't seem like, I, I don't know, like a big city <laughs> to a lot of maybe you know, people over on the continent, but, but for me, it was a big city, and, and, you know, it's not like, like, I'm pretty well-traveled, my mom is um, from Europe, and so, you know, we would travel all the time, but it was still, like, a huge culture shock for me to be living on my own, and, in the you know, city, yeah, dorming, you know, meeting all these people, so, 
So okay. were they surprised? Because I'm Outer Island. Um, I moved to Oahu. Were they surprised how friendly you were? Because I noticed that people on Oahu are shocked about, sometimes they think we're too friendly. They're like, where are you from? <laughs> you know, you're just, hi. They're mm -hmm. like, hi. <laughs> where are you from? Totally. Totally. <laughs> uh, but what's interesting, because I used to be like Miss Aloha. Like I just, high school, I, I flittered about like I didn't have one group you know yeah. I, either tables. I didn't have one table like I went to all the different everybody <laughs> yeah and I, I think Honolulu and then maybe subsequently getting on the news um put up some bar barrier for me right and and so I'm like currently <laughs> trying to actively like dismantle all these barriers that I put up right when I moved and then also when I started, when I became a public figure, um, there was a lot of pressure kind of happened, you know, and then I'm like, Oh my gosh, why am I not as open? Why am I not as, you know, friendly, if you will, to just everybody. And, and so that's something that definitely through, through that process that right now, you know, I'm trying hard with COVID, but you know, I think with social media, it, it helps you to be able to um, reach out to people. And I'm definitely one of, the, one of those people that if you message me, um, I will message you back. I, you know, yeah. like I, I see value in people. And so I look back on that period of my life where I, where I put up walls and didn't even notice it. And I'm kind of like sad. For oh, but you know what, though? Um, I mean, honestly, Malika, like, there's some people who have good intentions and there's some people who come to take and maybe that was your way of protecting. But what happened is you kind of blocked out people who genuinely maybe was trying to reach you, you know, but it is what it is. And now, you know, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and you're in a different position and you're older and you're a mom now. Yeah, I will. There's okay. A funny story about the Aloha, you know, is that <laughs> the, the people from the continent, are not used to the honies and so I would go to a party or I would go to yeah, or just meeting somebody right and I'd be like give them a big hug and kiss and I remember well no this is what they would do so you would go to give the kiss on the cheek and the they would go like this <laughs> like where 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 is your face going? you're like uh, you're supposed to stay there so I can kiss you on the cheek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a funny little culture shock on, on their part, too. You know? Yeah. They're like, um, that's a little too intimate. I don't even know you. <laughs> well, and honestly, those are the little moments, though, that I think um, had me put up some walls. Do you know what I mean? Where it's yeah, like, Ooh, you have to. oh, gosh, I didn't know that was inappropriate. Oh, not everybody likes that, you know? And then I remember years later seeing one of my girlfriends who's just like Miss Aloha. And I was at a, you know, jam session and she came in and she kissed every single person. And I, and I thought to myself, oh my oh. gosh, I don't do that anymore. Why yeah. don't I do that anymore? And so, you know, there's like just little moments that happen. It's funny now, but then, you know, if you ask why, and you continue to ask why, you start to get down to, oh, okay, like I can see where. Well, because he was getting rejected for, from mm -hmm. certain people. So you, so moving forward, you didn't know who was going to like receive you or, you know, like you're trying to be respectful, but then it, you lost yourself. 
Yeah. So it's kind of funny because it didn't feel like rejection. You know, it felt like it was fun. It was just a funny story. But I think those little moments can can imprint themselves in your mind, you know, and sometimes you don't realize how they impact you. This is the first time I'm talking this out. So thank you. No, but you know, it's good that you share that because there's a lot of people who follow you that and follow me that are from here the island and they move away to like California or you know where Vegas and whatnot and they initially start off like real aloha like how's it ever you know and then they start to like pull back because they, depending who they're engaging with they just feel like whoa you know they're not used to our kindness and you know and then sometimes people I don't know if you feel like certain people think when we're showing aloha and we're kind that it's a weakness and it's not, it's just, we were brought up to be respectful and classy. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with nothing. You know what I mean? But some people think well, it's a weakness and it's I, like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I think kindness is making a comeback. Like it is something that with the whole movement for towards self-improvement and personal development, I think kindness is making a comeback, you know, that maybe in this landscape, uh, and then, but I don't know, I say that. And then I think of the division that is so apparent right now um, in society. So, yeah. But you yeah. know what, though? I'd rather lean on the side of showing kindness and aloha and making like a memorable impact on someone than being the other side. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know what I mean? Um, well, I what's super interesting brought this up with Rusty when we had when he had me on Beyond the Lines. Um, at Miss America, the Miss Hawaii consistently wins Miss Congeniality. Oh, okay, okay. It happens so often that in the like in something, I don't know, it was a really long time ago, um, like in the 70s or 60s, they discontinued Miss Congeniality. Not Hawaii, unofficially, the reason was Miss Hawaii won it to Always much. wins. And so my year, they reinstated it, and I won it. <laughs> You're like, Hawaii automatic. Well, because it's not about the person. It's about the culture. The culture. Mm. And so talking about how when um, Hawaii residents move to the continent, or, you know, my culture shock moving to Oahu even, <laughs> meeting people, um, it just kind of goes right in line with that, you know. And, and since then, many Miss Hawaii's have won the Miss Congeniality title as well. But I think it's just because it's it's in who we are we as are. as Hawaii residents. So when I was nineteen, I so I kind of it's funny. I have a similar story. Like I applied for different colleges when I graduated. I graduated National Honor Society, and I was like, whoop whoop, you know, I'm gonna go. And then I ended up um, staying on Kauai, and I went to the community college here. And I stayed for a year and it was still like, whoa, like it's different. But I'm glad I did stay because we actually have a, an amazing staff over here. And just the, it was just a, a great transition to go from high school. Okay, so I failed, I, was, I failed, I was failing in English, but I was getting an A in speech. And so I thought I articulated well, but my pigeon was still strong that when I tried to convert over um, into like MLA, you know, like the different APA, it, it wasn't jiving my English grammar. And so I ended up withdrawing because I was failing. And it was such a, 
you just feel like a failure. So I had to retake it when I moved to Maui. So I ended up going to Maui. So I, I took 10 years to get my bachelor's degree and I went to five different campuses throughout Hawaii just wow. to graduate. But it's really? like, it was a dream. You know what I mean? It wasn't like your parents were like, oh, you know, my mom guys didn't go to college. And so I just persevered and stuff. But when I moved to Oahu, my pigeon was so good. I was like, how's it? What's up, everybody? Oh, my name is Des. How are you? You know, real. But I was living right by Punchbowl, right, like right below um, the, the cemetery, you know, by Ward. And so I was getting jobs all in Honolulu. So when I would speak pigeon, they're like, I'm sorry, I didn't understand you. Like, what? You don't understand me? What you talking about? We stay in Hawaii. You know, and so I'm like, oh, man. So I had to learn to speak proper English. Um, after being there for a year and then now I suck eggs at speaking pigeon English like I understand it but I rarely speak it because I'm always speaking to people who are in business only like with the family I speak pigeon but even still they're like you you, <laughs> you know they just laugh at you but it's like well, you have to learn to turn it on and off well you have to um it's called in communication theory it's called code switching um code switching? okay <laughs> But you got to practice. You know, I speak French. And when I speak French these days, it's embarrassing because I, <laughs> I don't practice. And same thing with pigeon. You know, I could when I was younger. My parents didn't um, encourage it, you know. But at school, <laughs> I grew up in a really small town. And like I said, it was a plantation town. The pigeon so, is solid over there. <laughs> so, yeah, pigeon. Um, and so I can turn it on. But I, I also acknowledge that when I turn it on, um, that I am not, <laughs> I'm not fluent in pigeon. <laughs> and that people can laugh at my pigeon. I'm totally fine with it. You know, that it's just a part of who I am is that I can listen, understand. Okay, it's difficult actually at times to understand really, really thick pigeon. Like I, when I go to Makaha and try to listen to the uncles, you know, like I really have to think. But... <laughs> you it's a real language you yes. know it's a real language that uh, it's literally it's a real language like it's um yeah. you know recognized as a language but that you you have to put your thinking cap on you know yeah. and be, understand and be able to converse in that language but i also know my limitations that <laughs> <laughs> no but you know what though so so when you talk to people who speak english well right like well right it makes them feel better when you come to their level and you do speak back to them because a lot of times they, they listen to us they're like oh say oh hi maka maka or oh you're educated ah, educated and you don't want to hear it no i'm like you guys okay i'm like you so it's like I, I think a lot of times because i speak english all the time that some people think i don't speak pigeon english it's like no that's my first language you know and so then when i'm able to talk to them it's like you can trust me because i'm you you know, I just have to move away and then now I got to speak English, you know, because I'm always doing like business stuff. But it's just, yeah, my grandparents, um, their parents are immigrants from the Philippines. And then my grandmother was half Hawaiian, and half Filipino. And so, but it's just, it's just funny because, you know, we're from here, but it's still, it's like, depending who you meet, if they don't know your family, they can just assume we're from the mainland because we articulate well. It's like, no, we're from here. <laughs> Oh, gosh, when I started at KITV, um, uh, of course, the only emails. So any of you listening, if you want to send a nice email to the news at KITV.com, because <laughs> I get messages into my DM all the time, like so, so nice. But the ones that go to the newsroom, which literally 
goes to everyone, by the way. If you no. <laughs> goes to everyone. <laughs> and the one email that came through, I think, like, my first week was basically saying um, that, you know, uh, it, it was basically, it wasn't mean, but it was saying, you know, I really like you guys being local and <laughs> no, um, you know, like negativity towards Malika, but, you know, the last girl was, mind you, she was brown, but not local, like not born and raised here. Right. Um, and so, you know, very stereotypical of yeah. like being what you see, making a stereotype and then, um, wanting to put that down on paper <laughs> and <No>. the world. <laughs> and so this email came in and I always, always, always kill people with kindness, you know? And so I replied and I just said, um, thank you so much for, you know, your observations and for watching KITV. We really appreciate that. You know, I'm, I'm new on the job. And so I can understand, um, you know, that you don't know much about me. Let me tell you a little bit about me. <laughs> So, you know, I just talked about like where I was born and raised, where I went to school and, you know, how I used to work at DMV and Hawaii now. And now I'm, I'm honored to be able to represent Maui, um, even though I'm not from this place, but yeah. to be able to be the first anchor um, ever in E News history to report from a neighbor island, to, to be based on a neighbor island. And, 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 you know, and then he wrote back and he's like, I'm so sorry I didn't that that wasn't personal at all and and I'm like no worries like no worry uncle man worries <laughs> it's totally fine <laughs> no but so like that's like I, I that's what I appreciate about you you just have like uh, your heart is like you have no intentions of you know being like nuha about what what happened you know what I mean like you're being respectful and kind to them even though you know and I think that's why it's good. Can you tell them why you started your podcast? That that's that's a segue into why, because it was like he he's assuming, but then you weren't assuming that you know like you you could have taken it as an insult. Like who do you think you are? And I'm from Hawaii. You could have been upset, but then just the class that you had. Um, so I think that's why your podcast is very important. So tell them about your podcast. <laughs> For bosses, uh... <laughs> I do. We're all human. <laughs> I that email and I was like, to my husband, I'm like, this what? is so annoying. Like, <laughs> just because I have white skin, mind you, like, when I was younger, I would go to the beach all the time. I was a surfer, but I wanted to be brown. You know, my sister's brown, mother's brown, but I wanted to, you know, people wouldn't judge me. And and you know now i'm finally going you know what i'm white and it's totally fine like it's who i am sorry like except, like you love it or not totally fine um but then have someone and i've been stereotyped my whole life because i was a miss of ie you know or whatever it was right they so, assume you're shallow or they assume you don't you know like yeah. you're, you're like oh, i'm like the most real person the judgment the judgment and so we're all human i i i'm not like when I first see something, I, I, you know, it's natural and normal for all of us to react in the types of ways. Then I pause. <laughs> <laughs> then I regroup. Then I remind myself of my values. Then I reply in a way 
that is aligned with who I want to be. You know? So, I know. <laughs> and I might rewrite that email five times. <laughs> but that is why communication is so important, right? So I know who my safe space is. There are times when I didn't know who my safe space was. Mm, yeah. When I communicated things in raw and my true self, I'm going to cry. And people thought were close to me and that were my safe space were not. And they judged. And they didn't just judge. They put up giant walls and then talked. And, you know, getting through those moments is really, really difficult. And then it's even harder to get through those moments and to look at those people that are treating that way and to try to have compassion for them because we all know hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And I know where my heart is and all we have to do is talk it out and communicate. And if we do that and get through, them. but if the walls are up and judgments are happening and there's gossip going on, I, you know, I've had to learn how to also be okay with the fact that maybe we're going to stop communication with this person or that person because it's not serving, the communication is not working, and it's super sad, and it's like mourning someone, you know, that in your life anymore, but it's what you need to do for your own mental, emotional health. Yeah. So this podcast, I, I went back to school. You can, um, if you're interested, I, I was actually a student speaker for UH for the class of 2021. And, and I kind of talk about the journey there and why I went back to school. Um, but the goal when I went back to school was to try, now that I know myself a little bit better and I know what my talents are and I have, you know, more than a experience in media, um, how do I take my gift and try to help others and, and do it in a realm that is nurturing for me and can do that for other people. And so that's where the podcast comes from because I'm so passionate about communication theory and about yeah. learning and about continuing grow and learn and whenever I was in this you know back when I was in my 20s and eating the football tables football player <laughs> table <laughs> and I was taking out <laughs> I loved my communication classes like I just felt like that was a space that felt like a safe yeah. and so many people from all different backgrounds could relate about like let's conflict management class you know we would break theories and learn about stuff that actually is tangible you can take these strategies and you can apply them to your life and it will make your life better and so that was kind of the feeling that I wanted to put into the podcast and so you know the first uh, this whole season is communication and technology because I just felt like it was very apropos like very you know, relevant right now, but future one, uh, you know, we'll focus more on interpersonal relationships and, and, you know, conflict and stuff. 
so far, episode one was on social media and how it's impacted us and education, how we make what Dr. Spots would call hyper-perceptions. So we <laughs> like to observe people on social media. Stories <laughs> in our heads. <laughs> They're a lot more intense. We're thinking this relationship that we're like voyeur, you know, being voyeuristic on um, is more intense than what those people would even say they are in real life. So it happens a lot in romantic relationships, but also in our friendships where we might observe our best friends all hanging out. We're like, uh, what's happening here? How come I, I'm not invited, right? Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because depend, yeah. So like FOMO and all of that. So talked about all of that we talked about authenticity um and then I had the bucket list families Jessica D on the show and she's a mega influencer and she was able to kind of talk about her own personal experiences and struggles with anxiety and depression because of social media and what oh, wow. she had to do to work through that and so that was like a really awesome conversation the premiere episode and then we apologies so that's the one I'm working on right now. I actually just posted it to YouTube. Um, it's been the most popular episode. So I which think- one, Which one is it? Apologies, apologies. Oh, oh, yeah, well, you know why? Because in Hawaii, well, no, in general, we're not taught, our, our grandparents, our, our parents, they weren't taught how to acknowledge, apologize, right? And, and then of course we don't, you know what I mean? So when we do it, it's like, I say, sorry, sorry. You know what I mean? Cause we weren't taught that and then we have kids and then it's like oh man now we got to look at ourselves and take responsibility we can blame our parents for only so long and now we're like okay now it's time yeah to change and passion talked about that in episode three so the way podcast works is first we learn from the expert and then I have a guest on and the guest breaks down um, what we learned and we apply it to our own lives. And so that was one of Captain's pet peeves was that she, our, the older generation, the generation that raised us, uh, did not teach us how to apologize because they never got told sorry to. Right. And they don't know how to apologize. She's her big thing was adults apologizing to children. Mm -hmm. You know, not like, like some parents do not believe in that. Like, nope, I'm the parent. Mm hmm. No, you listen to me. Even if you wrong, you listen to me. Yeah, you know. But it, it's it's important to to take responsibility. That's what apologizing is. It's take responsibility. I made a mistake, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And then the last two episodes are on subbing, which is phone subbing. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's on your phone, and you are you know, are texting or whatever on social media, right? You're interacting with- um, But you're not answering your phone or your texts. Well, well, no, you're, you're, so you're in person with someone else, but- Oh, yes, yes. You're on your phone. So you the are- The whole time. Yes. So you've got someone that you could be communicating with. Maybe they're even communicating with you at that moment, but you're also preoccupied with communicating with someone else or with something else. And so that one was super interesting, just how that impacts our relationships. And it's not just, this one was specifically about parental subbing, so how parents fub their children, mm. but lots of information about um, workplace fubbing, relational fubbing, you know, just people don't like it. People don't like it. And here are the things that cause um, 
in your relationship, like communication wise. And then I had two of my best girlfriends come on and we talked through that as well. So that one also has been getting a lot of, I've been getting a lot of people writing, okay, like, oh, I needed to hear that one and, and you know, put that out. So, um, yeah, so it's been really rewarding so far. I'm going to be recording one on deception again. Mm -hmm. I've got cyberbullying. Um, I'm going to be interviewing Lisa Chapman. That's dog. The daughter? Yeah. About cyberbullying. Um, and then I have body image and social media coming up. And that one should be really interesting. And I have Kimie and Anuhea that are going to come on and discuss that. So it's a lot of like, but really it's cool because you're basically taking people that we know because you, you've been fortunate over the years to meet all these people, but you're showing a soft side of them that most people don't realize. Like you always look at people and you assume, you assume they're strong, you assume they're this and that, but you don't walk in their shoes. You've never lived their lives. The most compassionate, passionate people have lived through so much pain that they just don't, you can either be hard hearted or you can be soft hearted, right? And I don't know about you, but I choose to bring more light and love in the world. I, I refuse to bring more pain to someone. Regardless of how they treat me, I always know that a hurt person hurts you, tries mm -hmm. to hurt you because they're hurting. Mm -hmm. And if you, if, you, if you go at it like that, then you, like you said, you pause and you step back. Mm -hmm. You don't have to engage and be like, what, bro? You told me what you said? Huh? You know what I mean? And just lose your mind on them. But to step back and go, man, that person's hurting, that they would reach out to hurt you. And they don't even know you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think what you're doing, is, it's really important and it's valuable because then it allows people to let their guards down and like, oh, wow, I never thought about that, you know, and, and we need to step back because nobody's perfect. I don't know why our, I feel bad that our parents, our grandparents felt they have to be perfect maybe because it's trauma. And so now we're in a generation where we're trying to break generational trauma and it's painful because we're, we're changing, changing the narrative with our parents and our grandparents. So it kind of scares them like, what are you doing? But when you start getting therapy, you have to take responsibility and it's no longer about people pleasing. It's about owning who you are and changing it for your kids. You know what I mean? And so it's beautiful, but it's hard because <laughs> the our, our family that don't understand but we need to, it's, it's sad, it's depressing if you're always trying to make people happy and you're the very one who's not happy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and I think we can lead by example. So, you know, my parents, um, they're not from Hawaii, but you know, they, they moved here, had us, and I, they still have, they have the same kind of issues. <laughs> the mentality. <laughs> Yeah, and and it's hard because I can't. You can't teach people that don't want to be taught, but yeah. what you can do is um, work on yourself, and then especially your ohana, they're the first ones to notice. And sometimes it's like, oh, you've changed, right? And then right. They, it feels like, like you were talking about with speaking normal English instead of pigeon. You know, it's like there's all these. Um, which probably comes from generational trauma as well. You know, that like there's judgments put on, on you if you are trying to improve, if you are trying to go within, if you are trying to um, like really work from the side out, right? Mm -hmm. So 
it's really difficult to commit to that part of your life when the people that surround you are now not being receptive. Right. Yeah. And they kind of look down on you too yeah. for doing that. But at the same time, you know, if you're really committed to that and are really focusing on just being you fully and completely and living your values, I think that can inspire others. And so I've definitely seen, you know, little changes. Everyone's on their own journey, right? Yeah. And so my sister, we're just like any typical sibling, like we fight, <laughs> we don't know. And I, ha I have four, I have three siblings, I understand. Yeah, same. So I have. <laughs> so it's been we're different. Yeah, oh, definitely very different. But all at different stages of kind of like moving through trying to get to know ourselves and and also you know uh moving through parenthood and with young children and and so it's really it's been really interesting to kind of like observe how each of my family members has changed and grown over the years and then also looking at my parents like a lot of times they are stuck in just their their ways. Yeah. But he also changes in in certain areas. And I think allow other people to change when when you embrace change. Nobody likes change. <laughs> no, right. and and that that and that's the thing, you know what I mean? Because you're from the big island and I'm from Koi and it's like everybody likes you know, like, I, like, eat the same food, no bother me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want my malasada this way. Why you gotta add them ube? What the hell is, you know what I mean? Like, just people, depending where they're from, they just like the same thing because it, it's safe and it, they feel comfortable and they feel peaceful. <laughs> but when you, you come and you try to interject change, it's like, why? Why, you know? And, and so, like, even with family. So I had a question since you're on here. So you're an extrovert or you're introvert? Both. Both. <laughs> okay. Depending on who. So would you say your family's mainly introverts or extroverts? Like your your closer family? Because I, you've been traveling so much. And well, I'm wondering if they kind of was like, Can you do your thing, Malika? And we'll just watch you. Like don't pull me in into like the limelight or something. Where I think we're all pretty much extroverts. Like we're okay. we we love to sing and dance and um you know one of the things my mom definitely taught to just be yourself and not care what anybody thinks you know and so um yeah for sure like we we're out there <laughs> we're not <laughs> no so my family is like they're all on this side and I'm the one that doo -doo 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 on the other side I'm like because I'm like yeah I like to sing and dance they're not like that <laughs> I'm like, so then that's why it's important to make friends. Because <laughs> if you're that one who's different from everyone, like they love you, but you're just different. Well, and trying to instill that in our children too is so difficult. You know, like Jackson, my son, he's going to be nine soon. And I'm starting to see how he cares so much about what his friends think. And mm -hmm. how do I communicate to him? that the most wonderful thing you can be is just yourself. yourself. Yeah. Right. Like being different is the most wonderful. Thing. Um, and then going back to the 
thing. I know I'm talking about like me changing, but at the same time, I don't like change either. And so, <laughs> right? Like even when you're working on yourself, when other people call you out on things or, you know, within like my relationship with my husband, for example, like I have, I want to acknowledge that I still have a lot of difficulty with, with change, even though I'm open to it. And, yeah. you know, it's not a great in when you realize that you've fallen back into an old habit, you've fallen back into something, a personality trait, or right. like, oh, I'm really, I, like, I want to change that, but I'm stubborn, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, babe, I'm, like, arguing with you again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to argue, but I'm right, right now. <laughs> right now, and I can't not... <laughs> What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, nobody's perfect. And I think um, the one thing that I've learned through the therapy is the fact that you can become aware when you're starting to do something is, is success and it's progress. <laughs> you oh, know, the, the transformation part, it's, a, it's continuing. <laughs> my thesis advisor, I say this all the time, so <laughs> on here um, listening has heard this before, but slow progress is still progress. Yeah. So, you know, it's just really thinking about giving ourselves grace for those moments, falter and fail that not failure. Like each of those moments is actually a learning moment and a moment to be able to move forward and that we can't judge ourselves for those moments, you know? Yeah. And so as much as I'm trying to be aware of the moments when I fall back, I also have to be aware of the moments when I fall back and I judge myself right and so it, it's like <laughs> but you, you know ultimately like you judge yourself harder than anybody yeah you know i'm sorry real quick so um sharon kalma said can you do one on how to co-parent with narcissism that sounds super interesting sharon um i know you follow the the podcast page my my very first post is asking people to write down their questions so that i can keep them all in one place and so for like the next few seasons, I can actually go and do research, find a researcher and, and then do an episode on that Thank you for your suggestion. Go ahead and write a comment on that. You'll have to scroll up a little bit, not the brand new page, but um, you know, and then write there so that when I visit that for you, I don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she has mommy brain too. Oh, um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about being a mom, because I know, you know, you're a professional and whatnot, but what have you learned the most about being a mom? Because I, I, my, I became divorced when my son was two and a half. I was living in Japan, and then I moved here. Um, it was, yeah, that's another story. But anyways, so um, my ex-husband remarried last year, and I love my, uh, my son's stepmom, and we get along great, and we co-parent. Um, but what have you learned? I've learned more from my son than he's learned from me. That's just my honest opinion. You know, because of my grief with my sister, my son taught me to embrace joy and to love and to have fun and to laugh. You know, people passing away is part of life. Grief is part of life. But I have to learn to be in the now for my son. I can still be sad and grieve over my sister, my dad, but my son taught me to, to live in the now and to appreciate life. What is the biggest lessons you've learned from your children? Same as you, you know, being present um, in the moment. And 
I need reminders, you know, all the time that they, children, just all children, <laughs> right? They play, they have fun, they run around the house with so much energy, <laughs> things, and um, yeah, so every, every day they remind me of that, of just trying to be present. I do need the reminder. <laughs> right mom put your phone down mom mom <laughs> you don't need mom we're gonna do this you don't need me and, and it's good it's good to feel like someone loves you even at your worst yeah yeah that kahio <laughs> like mom i love you like no <laughs> but um i i wanted to ask you is there anything particular you want people to know i mean i could talk to you forever but i feel like i'm gonna be in contact with you because we're like podcasters and you know i i look forward to meeting i'm, I'm actually going to try visit maui next year because i haven't been there since 2010 and i lived there for almost three years oh wow yeah, yeah. so i live like kihei wailuku um i live in that area kahului okay cool yeah i'm in um country maui where, where are you at up country oh okay, okay okay yeah i know i still work in pukalani oh nice yeah i i love maui yeah, me too. Is there anything particular you wanted to share with them as far as like your podcast or, you know, anything? Um, no? What is the best way to catch you? Because uh, you're on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, I'm YouTube. on all social channels. So you can definitely follow me anywhere. Um, probably signing up for my newsletter is the easiest way to find next episode drops or just um, I'm building, we're going to be building a house this year. So there's like all kind of the insider, you know, type of um, signing up letters, probably the best way. And then you're sure to also have it in your inbox because you know how social media is and the algorithm has been terrible. these. Yeah. Days. You just never know if they were to cut us off. Like that's it. You can't find us. Yep. Right. Yep. But um, the podcast is on most audio channels i'm still working on soundcloud iHeartRadio, and player fm so i'm not up there yet but apple google spotify um like almost all of the apps like pod, pod chaser pod addicts you can go to my website maliedudley.com slash podcast and i have them all listed there directly so that you can listen um i've got the youtube versions that i've cut so far on the website i have a giveaway um, yeah, I'm gonna say tell them about your giveaway. Today I'm giving away a pendant from Maui Divers worth almost seven hundred dollars. It's Tahitian pearl. It's, it's a little gorgeous. Oh my gosh, it's so <laughs> She's like I'm gonna keep it. Guys can win something else now. <laughs> he um Hugo is his name. He actually reached out to me because he wanted to give me one. And I was like, Oh, can I actually give it to someone else? And he <laughs> I'm gonna send you two. You oh. other one away. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I put it up and I, I, I do everything with everybody else in mind, you know? And so I put both up and I said, which one do you guys want to win? And oh, then, yeah, yeah. Then you kept the other one. Yeah. So they chose the jellyfish. Um, and so that's the one that I gave away. And then I'm keeping the manta ray one. So how did they enter? So they they go to my website, maliekadudley.com slash podcast. And all the details 
are there. It's super simple. You just have to follow, you know, the different pages and engage because that's how, you know, this is not sponsored at all. Um, it really is a labor of love. I put so much of myself into it. And, it is. You know, I, I, it's a lot of work. And I, I hope in the future that it might be able to, to get sponsored or whatever that I can um, continue to do it. And, and you hey, know. your buddy could help you um, to figure out how to monetize it. Um, what's his name? Uh, he, he has a show at, uh, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed. Uh, Lanai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been talking to Lanai. Because um, <laughs> Lanai has his own, and he, he's pretty, they're pretty on top of it. Yeah, they're, they're focusing on TV and video, though. And my, oh, yeah, I'm not doing that, yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, I mean, I'm doing video, but um, it's pretty much purely audio, and that's how people have been listening. But yeah, so, you know, in the future, maybe it can become a thing. But for now, you know, I just, I just want to serve people. I mean, I want to serve people in the future too, but, you know, want to serve people and provide information that can hopefully help them to unlock their communication potential. And I love that I get to continue my education and I get to learn these things along with the listeners and the viewers and that we can kind of go through the process together, this journey together. Yeah. So that's what's the most exciting thing for me. And so right now I'm just focusing on getting it out there. So if you guys share it on Instagram and you tag me, I post it and it helps. I've already had so many people reach out and say, oh, my friend Ryan posted it in his stories. And so I started listening to the podcast and I love it. Thank you so much. You know, I'm like, oh, but it's, it's working. You know, it's a little process, but right now that's what we're focusing on is just trying to get the word out and have people put those earbuds in and, and learn a yeah lot. i mean it's, it's the opportunity for us to to, pers to have personal growth you know what i mean and then when we have personal growth we feel like we're progressing and, and it, it infuses us with joy and when you have joy like everything just seems limitless and so I think you're you're doing an excellent job. I've been doing it since 2018, and during the lockdown, I, I pushed out like 30 episodes, awesome. you know. But it's like you just do it. If you if you leave with love and you leave with aloha, it'll always come back. Yeah. Tenfold, you know. So I I'm cheering you on, and I listen. And um, the one that stood up for me, I, I don't know what her name was, but she's talking about authenticity. Like sometimes we focus too much on being that that becomes toxic. And I was like, you know, no matter what you do, people are going to judge. You just can't let their judgment of you define you. Right. Mm -hmm. And that thing, too, is that you can't um, <laughs> fulfill any goal 100% of the time, especially in this space. It's persistent, you know, and it'll live forever. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was Dr. Erin Spotswood. Yeah, she was really, I love her vibe. Just real humble. Like, you know, she's, she's an expert, but she's very humble about it. I really liked it as well. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Nice to meet you. You're welcome. But and yeah, I, I definitely want to catch up with you offline um, because I have some, I was reading your uh, your background and I was like, I lost Miss Kawhi back in like 1994. And oh, oh, I had so much, I was like cracking up. I was like, yeah, well, I'll talk to her one day. <laughs> But you have a great day. It's Aloha Friday. Hope you have fun. My son leaves. He's going to be with the dad for the weekend on a Wahoo. So.
Oh, fine. Yeah, I um I work tomorrow, so for me, <laughs> for, for the the channel, the, the meteorologist. Yeah. So Saturday Sundays are my Monday Tuesday, but I only work Saturday Sunday, so I can't complain. What time? <laughs> what time do you work? Are you like really early in the morning or like? Six a.m. Yeah, I wake up at four, and then um, six to eight a.m. is when we're on it. Oh my gosh! Can you tell them how to um, find you on TV yeah, for people yeah. who are new? Yep, ABC. We're the ABC channel, so you can tune in. And pretty cool. We just out. We were. I mean, we don't have any competition on the weekends, but out of the day and the week for the highest viewed um show of, of anyone which is so cool i mean because we don't have competition but at the same time it's it's cool to know that there are that many viewers that people care, yeah you know out there watching so it's you know it's just been a blessing for me that my bosses saw that opportunity to allow for because everyone's recording from home and so covid for had this silver lining of my boss seeing that there was opportunity there to bring me on from a native island, which I'm so grateful because yeah, because everybody's at home. Why can't you work from home on Molly? Yeah. So this is like this is my podcast studio behind me. And sometimes <laughs> I actually set this up to do weather here, but okay. then I realized that the real beauty of working from Maui is to be able to be outside. <laughs> So, okay, so she's up country. Watch. <laughs> so this is my backdrop. Here's all my equipment. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> and so tomorrow morning, you'll see. Look at her yard. Here. You don't get that on Oahu. <laughs> oh, it's windy. There, there is a wind advisory posted. So uh, know that there's a wind advisory. There's. <laughs> Yeah, I live um, where I live. It's like I have a yard. You know, like certain parts on a wall was like, you don't have a yard. <laughs> Even in Maui, though, like because I live down by Kahului area and um, Waikio, like depending where you live, it's like your neighbor's right there. You know, so upcountry is upcountry for a reason. It's a country <laughs> and you have more space to enjoy. Yeah, a blessing for sure. <laughs> well, um, we. Well, I look forward to following your podcast and I look forward to other people knowing about it through here. But thank you so much for your time. I deeply appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. It was for a breath of fresh air. I love your heart and what you're doing. And so mahalo to you for putting all of that out into the world. And I can't wait to listen to more of your episodes as well. So thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day, Monica. Bye. Hello, guys.